We've talked about grow lights. We've talked about spring vegetables and summer vegetables starting seeds. Now we're going to give you our top tips for starting seeds right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We're your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. This one, Batavia, is going to be one that I'm going to have to dig deep on for top seed starting tips. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I only have like 15 or 16, so if we can use any of those. <laughs> no one said that we'll they were going to be one. great tips, but I got tips. Hey, tips are tips, right? Mm-hmm. So, before we get started, I want to say thank you to everybody for joining us. If you are new to the show, my name is Ben Gardner, and I'm with my lovely co-host, Batavia, and we are on the Backyard Gardens podcast. And if you'd like so, like to, please join us on Patreon at Backyard Gardens. So, anyways, enough of that stuff. Seed starting. So, we've gone through the whole kind of process and different steps for starting different kinds of seeds for different seasons and all that stuff. So if you want to check all those out, that would be the last three episodes. Yeah. So we went through, uh, uh, grow lights, which is the beginning of the beginning of our seed starting, right? You and I both use them. Uh, Which I feel is very confusing for people. So I I hope that kind of helps that situation. I, you know, I'm still torn about how confusing it is or isn't. But um, so we went through that. We touched a little bit on some other ways that people start indoors, but primarily grow lights. Moved on to starting spring vegetables indoors. Then mm-hmm. last week we were on summer vegetables because right. there is a difference, right? There is a big difference, right? And now we want to round out things with the 88 tips that will help you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. People yeah. are going to turn it off. Yeah, yeah, right? You know. <laughs> and I do want to say too, um, last episode, Batavia brought up how she starts her pepper seeds before her tomato seeds mm-hmm. to give them more time. And I was like, I don't do that. I'm going to do, you know, I do different. And I'm going to announce it right now that I'm actually going to try that this year. So I'm going to start my pepper seeds two weeks early because of you, my my sweets. So. And didn't I say that I was thinking about starting my tomato seeds at the same time? You did. So we're just going to so. reverse. I'm going to do your method. You're going to do mine. And we're both going to say yeah. like... It's the same. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we got to test it out because I'm curious to see if it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, the intent is getting the biggest and healthiest plant outdoors, right? I mean, that's yes. the whole goal, right? Yeah, that is. I mean, and that's the goal is to set yourself up for, to be more successful, too, because I feel like if you follow these tips today and what you've learned you're going to set yourself up on a more successful journey, which will encourage you to keep going because no, nobody wants to straight up fail. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's some stuff that we've talked about in the past podcasts and stuff that I've done that is just an epic fail. And it really, you know, my seed starting journey started off real rough. So if we can help anybody eliminate that, then I'm, I'm happy, you know, personally. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad that you're happy. <laughs> you know, it doesn't take much, honestly. I know people think it takes a lot, but. But I do. I think maybe I'm just going to start in the middle. Maybe one of the um, tips to kind of go back to what I said, big and healthy. Big doesn't always mean healthy. Right. No. You know, so we'll put that in our pocket and come back around. I imagine you want to kind of start with tips from the very beginning as you start. Seeds yes. And walk through it. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I actually released a YouTube video a while back and um, in the beginning of that video, I made this proclamation and I'm going to say it for this too, because this kind of goes in order Mm -hmm. and it's, I plead with you, please get organized before you start. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, you know, having all of your supplies set up is, is going to help you dramatically. 
I think, don't you? Yeah, I agree. It's different than taking a package of seeds and then just walking out of your door, putting seeds in the dirt, covering it and watering it. Like it's a little, a little bit, not a whole lot, but a little bit more involved. Um, yeah. when we talk about starting seeds, especially kind of the first out for the season. I'm going to say many probably are sowing multiple seeds. Like you're not going yeah. down and just sowing, you know, um, you know, a six pack of broccoli like that. And then kind of going back, you know, back to your daily duties. Like that's not what you're doing. You're probably going to be sowing several seeds. And so I do think being organized, everything from if you're using labels to having clean, sterilized uh, seed sales to having your soil ready, whatever concoction you're using for that soil. Um, obviously, you're sitting down to start seeds because you've already decided the timing. Like this yeah. is, you know, your time is right for it. Go ahead. Yeah. And we're going to just, I mean, figure out your timing should have been first, but mm-hmm. let's just say that. But I mean, like to paint the picture for you, like I was doing a garden tour slash a garden harvest in wintertime. And I was like, uh, I was walking around and I, I needed my clippers mm-hmm. and I walked around for like five minutes looking for my clippers. I'm like, dude, I'm just wasting time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. come on. And it's the same thing. Like you get started and you get, you get going and, oh, I need my labels. Let me go get my labels. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to get a can of water. Let me get a can of water. Let me get this. So yeah. Um, quickly, what I would say you need is you need a container. You need soil. You need water. You need seeds. You need something to dig in the dirt with. I like to use a chopstick. I've used pencils in the past. Those are my two tops. Um, to make and the then hole you need for a tray the seeds. To put yeah. In. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so those are like the basic things you need. And I would strongly encourage you when I say like a chopstick or a pencil or something like your finger doesn't really cut it. So it doesn't have to be a crazy tool or anything, but just getting these things in order and getting that marker, the plant markers like labels is going to be crucial too, because what will end up happening is we'll go through and we'll do like, you know, multiple seed cells and be like, what the hell was this? Wait, what, what? You know, so and I've actually gone to the point where I'm like digging through, trying to pull up an old seed, be like, oh, okay, this is, you know. So I, um, I use when I'm starting seeds, um, I've used last year, uh, painter's tape. So I'll put the blue painter's tape or it comes in green, comes in some other colors. I'll put that on the actual seed sail, like on the side of it. And I write on it before I pull it off the roll and I use like a regular black marker. And so I actually use the other side of the black marker to put my hole in the soil. Yeah. Right. You know, so have the roll of the, you know, painter's tape, write the name of the seed that I'm starting, the date today's date that I'm starting it today, take it off the roll, you know, tear it off, put it on the seed sale. And then I'm, I actually try to do that before I actually sow the seeds. Right. You know, so if I get distracted yeah. and I have to come back to it, I can look at, I was supposed to be sowing this thing because it's already labeled. Um, you don't get distracted. Ah, well, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, <laughs> wasting time, it's not that, oh, you don't have another five minutes to spare. Getting distracted can lead to mistakes. I mean, it could lead to yeah. you kind of getting out of the mood, if you will. You know, uh, if yeah. you can't find enough things, you'll end up putting it off. And we know if you put it off, you can put it off another day and another day and another day. So. And then the next thing you know, you've missed your window mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you're late on your window. Let me yeah. put it that way. It's not like you, you can sow a seed whenever, yeah. but you know, you're, you you're eliminating your chance for the best possible grow and harvest time. And you don't want to feel rushed, right? You don't want to start no. out feeling like you're behind, right? Yeah. Oh, and the, the first thing I do too, is I get some good music and put it on <laughs> just saying, you know, cause it's, it's a, it is a tedious process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. So, um, and when I started off, instead of using six packs, I used yogurt containers. Mm-hmm. And so I would take a yogurt, a stack of yogurt, because, you know, usually we all eat, you know, you eat the same kind of yogurt. So I'd get a stack of them, stack them up, and I would get a drill bit and I would go whoop, right down the middle of like 10 of them at mm-hmm. a time and just mm-hmm. get right down in there. And then I was done. Yeah. And I would u- reuse those year after year after year. So that's a little tip to, mm-hmm. you know, reusing is a big thing. Don't waste it. Yeah. I don't but, eat a lot um, of yogurt, but a friend, a garden friend gifted me a bunch of yogurt, yogurt containers and I did the same thing. And because they're a bit uh, larger generally than you know, kind of the six pack seed sale. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's much easier to get those used, cleaned up and ready for the next year. Um, one thing to note as you're kind of deciding if you're using different size, you know, kind of starts, meaning, you know, yogurt versus a six pack versus something else. You want to decide, you know, how big are you going to let this plant get indoors? That's kind of right. And to Ben's point, when it came to spring, if you don't have plans on up potting them, then that should dictate if you're going to use a smaller one or a larger one. We've talked a little right. bit about how, you know, we see some seed starts in the stores that are like in the itty bitty, itty bitty, itty bitty ones. I think they just yeah. have their their uh, process down packed and we're still working on it after all these years. So I don't know if I'd recommend I mean, that for, for every, every you day. Know, somebody asked me, somebody asked me yesterday mm-hmm. about timing and I was like, man, I, you know, it's an ongoing process, dude. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I will never get it right. I just get a little bit closer every year because mm-hmm, you only mm-hmm. do it once. Yeah. You know what I mean? So once a year, you get to try and master this timing. Yeah. And so it's a it's whole other year until you do it again, right? You know, so. It is. It is. So um, organization, I think, is where we should start. And then, you know, breaking it down, going through um, different steps, different care models, stuff like that. And just really things to look out for are stuff that we're going to be talking about throughout this episode. So let's go to this break real quick and then we'll come back and then we're going to really unpack this thing and go through multiple um, tips and steps in order to be successful with your seeds. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners. All right, Batavia, I want you to start off with your top tip. No, actually, just go in order. What's your next tip? (laughs) So um, after organization, um, and I'm speaking of this now as if there's just one time you're going to start, but we know that there are things you're starting on, you know, February the 16th, then there's something you're starting on February the 26th and so on and so forth. But February the 16th, let's call that as a start date. I want to make sure I'm paying close attention around February 17th, 18th. So you don't want to kind of set it and leave it. You know, some of these seeds will take longer to germinate than others, but I want to make sure a couple of days after I've sow those seeds indoors that I'm actually coming back around and looking to see what's germinated, looking to see if anything is dried out, obviously making sure my lights are on, you know, as you get into those next couple of days. So that's going to be my next step. Don't kind of set it and forget it. Right. Yeah. And if I can add, you know, with those first couple of days, like make sure you cover your seeds too with something clear that will retain that moisture and keep that the soil that will definitely help you with that process because there's nothing more depressing than coming back after you did all of this work and finding that your soil is completely dried up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know and essentially what's happened is that seed has used its energy to start its root and then it dries up and then you can't save it at that point it's not like when a big plant wilts and you can kind of water it and bring it back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at this point it's super fragile so it's a big you know that's a big thing but um, yeah, I mean, just staying on top of it is key. And if you need to stagger what you're starting because of, you know, the cover or lack of cover, let's say that you don't want to use saran wrap, which is uh, something that we suggested as cover. If you want to use those domes, but you don't have enough of them. I mean, once that seed is germinated, like that's what the purpose of that cover is. Right. You know, to keep that moisture in for that germination, you could start the next batch and move that cover to that next kind of batch of seeds. If, again, your resources when it comes to what you already have, what you want to spend money on and so on, um, if you're strapped for that, then it's a way to kind of I I wouldn't even say be frugal. I think it's just um, you'd be surprised how quickly these things uh, kind of add up as far not even cost, but even just storage areas. So. Yeah, so, um, well, you have to remember, too, that we're not trying to keep the all of the soil wet just around the seed. You want to keep it moist. So, 
I just bought like, I think it was like a 12 pack of those domes mm-hmm. to put on my seed trays. But for years, I only had three trays. I had three domes. And so the way I would operate is I would cover it. And then I knew like the first day or so, like everything would be kind of good. There's not really a lot of chance of it drying out. Mm-hmm. So I might stagger by a day or something. And then I would fill up all of my trays and everything, but I wouldn't plant them. And then I would move them over same way, you know. So once one popped, then I'd move it over, move it over and keep going down the line. Now I kind of got tired of that so I could do all of them at once. But that's always an option, too. And I actually found my domes or had them off of stuff that I bought or something like that. So and I still have them as backups. But um, my next tip is if you're starting out anew at this, is that right? A new sounded weird. A new year, a new me. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) it's wearing thin, though. Mm -hmm. It's wearing thin. It is. It is. I mean, once you get to February, it's in. It's any, I mean, there's no telling which version you're going to get, so. You ain't lying. (laughs) But um, I say start small. Start simple. Don't get some kind of crazy ass seed and try to start. You know, look at what seed you're starting. Look at what you want to grow and find something that's fairly easy to grow. Like, I mean, you know, grow a vegetable because flowers are notoriously difficult to start. You know, mm-hmm. and some some um, some herbs are very difficult to start as yeah. well. Wow. So maybe we shouldn't start with those. We should start with something simple, like I mean, a tomato seed is pretty simple. Peppers can be a little bit more difficult. I think we talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. Um, lettuces, I've well, fifty percent of the show finds that brassicas are easy to start. Yeah, and fifty yeah. percent don't. So I mean, we're kind of split down the middle there. And that fifty percent is you know, not giving up, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just you know, if you if you decide you want something to start by seed, make sure you look at it. And the easiest in my mind to start is like squash, cucumbers, pumpkins. All of those are the easiest seed to start. They're nice, big, fat mm-hmm. seeds. Mm-hmm. You can drop them in. You can see they grow fast, you know. And yeah. those are really good, like, standard, like, squash. Like, summer squash is a very good standard summer vegetable that most people want to try and grow. Mm-hmm. So, that big, fat, juicy seed that you can get, is, you know, you're not going to... Because, I mean, there's some, like, flowers and stuff. I mean, some of them are, like, dust. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You yep. know. Um, which, actually, in that instance... If you're starting super duper small seeds, it may be in your best interest to sow a little bit heavier um, yeah. just to account for like you'd be surprised where you thought you put the seed there, but not quite. Yeah. But I want to go back to. So one of the questions that you get um, early on is kind of, you know, what should I grow? So we're not going to go all the way back there. But I do want when it comes to um, deciding what you're starting indoors, like you don't have to start everything indoors. You can do a combination of starting some seeds indoors. You can direct sow some other seeds. Uh, you can buy some transplants. You can have this garden for this year be a mixture of those three, and that's perfectly fine. The things we're starting indoors are the things that need kind of the jump start, the head start, right? Um, right. So if there are things that you're okay with uh starting outside later, you know, save yourself some time and and do that. Right. And then start those that again, like your peppers and your eggplants and your tomatoes that, um, normally another good way to look at it is if you would normally buy it at the store, like as a full plant, then that's something that you want to start indoors. Right. You know, uh, because that thing has had a head start with growing, but other things, and I'm just trying to manage the whole start small tip, other things, um, and that could be some lettuces, you know, if you're starting in the spring, you could direct sow some lettuces instead of starting them indoors, you know. But just if you want to try to make this more manageable for yourself, focus on the things you really, really need to start indoors versus those that you can direct sow. Um, because you're, the whole idea of watching this and nurturing it, it feels like to me there's more work when you have to do that indoors than out. Yeah. But it could be that no, I'm still a couple of years new to this, so... No. And I mean, for years I started, you know, I've always started tomato seeds 
Mm-hmm. And that was like what I started with. And then I kind of graduated up and I would, I would start those and then I would start squash and stuff like that. And then I started putting stuff outside. I always planted my beans directly outside mm-hmm. and then I would go buy the rest in seed starters, you know, transplants. And the only reason why I start for my second year now, a hundred percent of my own seeds is because I'm a cheap bastard. Mm-hmm. And I just know that I can get, it's a lot cheaper to start, you know, over, you start all of your own vegetables because all of my seed packets, it's like I was talking to my wife, between just me buying seed packets, I spend 60 bucks a year on seed packets. That's going to get me three years worth of plants Mm -hmm. easily. So, you know, over time, it kind of makes it a little bit better. You know what I mean? Yeah, but this is all... So you were speaking, if you're new to this, there's a certain level of it being gradual, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was Mm -hmm. very, I mean, dude, I've been starting seeds for like eight, nine years now. Mm -hmm. And I'm just now on my second year of like 100%. So, you know, you can space it out for sure. You know, the first flower ever planted, for instance, by seed was a foxglove. And their seeds are like dust. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when I put it in there, I was like, all right, cool. And I just like sprinkled it on. And then the whole thing was just covered with plants. I didn't know what to do with it. And I was like, what do I do? You know, it's like I have, I had this huge, I tried to separate it, couldn't separate them. I couldn't do anything. It was just a wasted thing, you know? So I didn't really take my time. I just jumped into it head first when I should have started like a sunflower. Yeah. Or something, you know? So that's kind of, you know, different levels that you can do. So can I give another next? Um... I guess so. Okay. Uh, don't be afraid to start over, right? So yeah. once we have plants, and this comes straight out of a, like a lesson learned from last year for me. Um, once you have plants in the ground, you know, whether it's your house plants inside or plants in the ground outside, like there's more skin in the game, right? This thing is on yeah. its way. When we're start talking about these seedlings, hell, even if they're seedlings, right? So if you have something that's germinated and then, you know, you have the seedling here and something starts to go wrong, like don't spend a whole lot of time trying to nurse that thing. You know, let, let's get this, this started again, right? You're likely yeah, days or maybe a couple of weeks and you're better off starting it again and, you know, paying, trying to correct whatever you think that mistake was that led to the issue you had and giving that plant a better chance than trying to nurse this thing that's, you know, struggling from the beginning. Also, if there's some question around, did it germinate or not? Like there's nothing there. If you're me, you may not have put a seed in that tray, you know, in that sale. So definitely come right. back around. I've actually dropped additional seeds again and then saw things germinate, which likely meant I didn't, I forgot, skipped over it somehow, some way. Um, so that's going to be my next tip. Um, and I probably wouldn't say that, that again as right much. Hmm? I have that going on right now. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say that as much. I'd probably say give it a, um, a little bit more time, a little bit more care if you're outdoors when you're um, kind of gardening. But for seedlings inside, you're trying to give this thing a head start. I know it feels like starting over is um, counter to that, but do it, man. Well, see, for me, so this is actually, I'm going to give you an example, and then it kind of dovetails quickly into the next one that I have. Mm-hmm. So... I have a whole, I have 36 um, Paris Island Romaine mm-hmm. lettuce seeds that I started. 36 cells. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I take that back. I have 48 cells started. Mm-hmm. I have four seeds coming up. Mm-hmm. So I have two things that I do is I go through, I'm like, okay, I take my little chopstick. I don't see it. I start, I lightly just dig, dig around a little bit. See, you know, a lot of times I can get a seed to pop up. I'm like, oh, there's a little root there. Cool. Let me gently put it back down. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what ends up happening is I planted it too deep. So then I'll just like right now, like I'm going to go and redo it because I planted it too deep. Mm-hmm. It's too late. The seeds already rotted in there because yep. that can happen. So I'm going to replant all of those seeds. Now, I will say this, the fact that I have like somewhere between two and four of all of those seeds coming up, something a little fishy is going on. Maybe I got a bad seed pack or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's an old seed. Either way, 
it's just, I'm going to go restart. You know, it's not yeah. a big deal. You just go put it back in and start back over. Yeah. But don't wait too long because that soil, not, nothing is in that soil sucking out the moisture. So it's been sitting wet. So don't let it sit there for a long time. Yep. Yep. Um, and you'll have to use your judgment here, depending on if you're starting over what, while you're starting over. So in some cases I'm using the same soil that was there. Like if there's nothing that's germinated, then my guess is add another seed and see what happens Add another two seeds and see what happens. But if you do have something where there's some growth there, you know, you may need to put some fresh soil in. Cause remember we've talked about a lot of the seed starting uh, soil or mix that we use. It didn't have a ton of nutrients, you know, so you don't want to try to start something over and you just pulled out, you know, a plant that actually had its true leaves. Like you want to give that new seed. If you're starting over a better chance, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It does make sense. And so, you know, that being said, just make sure you're not planting too deep. Usually it's, mm-hmm twice the size of the twice the depth of the diameter of the seed yeah the the depth excuse me let me rephrase that plant your seeds the depth of twice the diameter of the seed so when you pull that seed out and you look at it and it's super tiny it doesn't go very far under and so what happens with me is i'll water and then it'll sink deeper mm-hmm. or as the soil mm-hmm. settles, it'll yep. sink deeper. So, yep. and some of these seeds are really fine and man, they're, man, they're such a bitch when they're really small seeds. Like I hate it. Cause I got big hands and big fingers. And it, so, you know what I did to try and combat that? I had a child cause I'm like, Oh, they got small fingers, man. He put us in like 10, 15 seeds. And I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> hold up, man. You got a whole food forest in this one little cell. <laughs> So yeah, definitely. Uh, Cause there are two ways there is the, we've talked about like having something to poke the hole in, but there's also yeah. level your soil. Um, yeah. and then put the seed down and then put a, a more soil on top of it. Right. And I go back and forth on which way that I've done this over the last couple of years. Um, but if you do it the second way where you're putting more soil on top, you could also be adding too much soil. Right. You know, so there, I mean, there are a couple of ways where you could put that seed in too deep. Um, I wouldn't go digging things up from the very beginning, you know, like the, okay, let's redig this up uh, on moment one. Um, but that right. could be something that's attributing to your issue, you know, and I've done the same thing. Like you talk about, like, this is day six or seven or eight or nine, a seed packet says germination within four days. And I'm just like double checking to see if there's anything in there. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, cause the germination times are estimates too. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I always give it a little bit extra time because you don't want to be like, all right, it was four days. The packet said four days. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. You know, yeah. what the hell's going on? So you want to give it a little bit of time, but yeah, definitely look, dig in there and look and see, see what you got going on. Because that's the biggest thing is just getting these, giving it time. This is a very slow process, which is why we start seeds inside. Because it is very slow to start and get them up and going. Yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, I guess we should, we, we've we mentioned soil a lot in this. So, I would just make sure you're using a seed starting mix and nothing real chunky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing with like a lot of debris in it. Yeah. You know, if you buy like a bag um potting soil i have like chunks of like bark in it and mm-hmm. stuff you don't want to use that or screen that stuff out um so let's you know so the don'ts you definitely don't want to use like your regular um you know natural soil from dirt from your outside right you don't want to do that right um yeah. you, you can but uh, it's it's preferable not to yeah if you're going to mix it up and to make your own seeds already mixed then that may be that may work for you but yeah. the idea of it being that it's so heavy um can create some problems um we talked about i've i'm still going to use potting soil this year but i do pull out kind of those chunks that mm-hmm. you're talking about um ben has had some trouble with um potting soil so you're all in on your own seed starting mix then they obviously uh-huh. sell seed starting mix um and the only way i would say um, you know, caution around that. It's just the expense. It's just so expensive. You know? It is. It is expensive. And it's, I mean, yeah, it's just expensive. And some of it's not really that good. Mm-hmm, so if you mm-hmm. want my seeds soil recipe, I think I put it in the grow light episode. Mm-hmm. So you can go back and check that out. And I mix in with the recipe of the day. So you get <laughs> food and soil recipe. Food and dirt. Uh-huh. Food and dirt. God made dirt and dirt don't hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
you know, soil is a big key of it. And then, um, watering. So there's two methods there's over and then there's underwatering, like, you know, watering from below bottom watering, bottom watering. Mm-hmm. Um, my issue with top watering, you know, getting a water can of watering on top when you have fresh seeds, it's going to sink the seed deeper into the soil. Mm-hmm. So what do you say about that? Where are you at? I know we've talked about this, but just to reiterate. It's okay. I, uh, I rarely, rarely top water. Um, and while it's just been two years, there have been a lot of seedlings that have, you know, uh, seeds that have been started in these last two years. And so I feel comfortable saying I rarely top water. I almost always bottom water. The only caution is I am loading water. So you, if I have my seed tray, right, my seed, what do you call them again? I always forget the name of them. Um, seed sales. Seed sales. They're sitting in a seed tray. For the ones I use, these trays um, don't have any holes in them. So I can basically take one of the seed sales out, pour water into the bottom of that seed tray, and let it sit and soak up that water, right? That's what I do. Yeah. And so you, I do that for the number of seed trays that need, that have seed sales in it that need watering. Um, what I have done is forgotten, and I'll come back a day later two days later sometimes and still find that that water is still sitting in that tray. That's not a good thing, right? You know, so that seed and seedling has been just soaking in there. Um, so the, my only caution is make sure that, you know, if you're using that bottom watering, um, that you're dumping that water out. And sometimes that could be a pain too. But anyway, I still prefer yeah. bottom watering over. Um, over so watering. I never dump water out. Mm. I just let it, I, I put little bits in at a time yep. and wait for it to soak it up. And as the plant gets bigger and there's more roots, it soaks up fast yeah. because there's actually something at the bottom of the seed cell waiting for you to water it. Yeah. And so <clears throat> my other theory about this too is bottom watering allows the plant to go search for water. Mm-hmm. So it actually digs its roots down deeper and a you know downward manner and plus it's for me it's cleaner it's not yep. i don't get a lot of splash or anything mm-hmm. like that so and i think you i think a, your yeah. way is a better way a little bit of a time so you don't have like this whole um tray of water and a note here like when is there enough when you see that top of the soil is damp right like yeah and it takes time mm-hmm. so do it walk away and come back i mean this the whole seed starting process is not a short process yeah. so i'll take and put you know maybe half inch in at a time especially when there's no real plant growing and you know it's just the seed and it's maybe like you know it's got its not even its true leaves yet it's just come up um i'll do it that and once it comes up at the first i might do a top watering because it's already settled and I'm not worried about burying it deeper. I may do that just to get that mm-hmm. surface. But once that plant comes up and there's roots in it, man, it's game on, you yep. know, cause I put it in there and I'll walk away and then like minutes later it'll be sucked up. So you just don't want it to sit. And if I do let it sit, I just don't water it for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes my full grown ready to go outside plants, I'll be waiting. They'll be big and I'll be waiting for the temperature to rise to get them outside and I'll have watered overwatered them a little bit, and I won't water them for a week or two. Where you, I, if I do it right, I'm usually watering every other day at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the, that's you know the natural air. Or, yeah, dry it up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's, yep. Let it use its water and mm-hmm. dry it up. And I mean, because that's the thing too is when as we get closer and closer to moving them outside, one way you can tell that like either you need to up pot or you need to get them outside is if the water is just getting soaked up like that. Yeah. Then that's going to give you a good Because there's less soil tip. there, more roots, you know, which right. is actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've pulled them out and been like, damn, there ain't even no soil left in here. <laughs> where the hell is all of the, you know, where is everything at? It's ready, to, it's ready, ready, ready to go and join its brothers and sisters. Right. <laughs> in the garden land. So we've talked a lot about when we first start the seeds, mm-hmm. why don't we move into, and unless you have something else, move into when they're actually actively growing. What do you say? Yeah, Think we absolutely. Okay. So we're past the point of 
Um, you know, these seeds have germinated. We have even true leaves. Let's just hop over there, right? Yeah. There, you have true leaves. You've got an actual plant. Mm-hmm. You've done it mm-hmm. at this point. Now, the only thing is just don't screw it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I look at it. Like, once you get the plant going and it's got true leaves and it's actively growing, like, it's on you yeah. at this point. Like, if it dies, you did it. So, yeah. And the first you know, set of leaves that are not the true leaves is the C word that I always have trouble pronouncing, but also seed leaves is a name for them as well. So those first two that sprout up. Um, I'm going to tell you how to say it right now because somebody, um, go ahead and talk. Yeah. And so the leaves that come after that first set of two would be the first set of true leaves. And so that's when we talk about, you know, all right, now we're rocking and rolling. Um, because there's still a, you know, you're still on the watch. There's still the, you know, they're in the ICU of, of plant starting, you know, even once they get their true leaves in that first, uh, that I should say that first set of leaves, the seed leaves, and then moving on to the true leaves, it's still a, a point where things can go left. Go ahead. <clears throat> so Ferry Morris actually posted on Instagram the other day and I'm, I actually commented on it. Um, they said, so what is, and they said the C word, mm-hmm. and it's not the see you next Tuesday word. <laughs> it's the name of the first leaves that come up. So you're going to have your seed come up and then it's going to have these leaves and they all almost look the same. Mm-hmm. And then they actually die yeah. and then you get your true leaves and everybody freaks out because those leaves die. But their purpose is to get that first flush of nutrients before it's, and they spelled it phonetically, cotledian, cotledian. Yeah, I wasn't going to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's spelled the phonetic spelling of it is K-O-T-L-E-E-D-N. So (laughs) we'll say seed leaves though, because even now that I'm reading it, but I commented, I was like, I've never known how to say this word. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's so hard. Sometimes they die after your true leaves, right? So you're like, you're rocking and rolling. Like, all right, we're ready to go. And then it's like, oh, and that is the same thing outdoors. That same thing happens. This is not unique to seed starting indoors. Um but anyway, we got this this real plant now, you know. Yeah. This is a contender now. And so right. this is where we want to nurture it like we would kind of a baby plant. Um, mm-hmm. You're making sure that your grow lights, if you're using them, should have been high or low enough where these first set of true leaves aren't going to bump up against it. You wanted to give like, what, six inches or something off of the seed starting cell anyway. So you still should be fine with the the height of your grow lights. That's not a concern. But as that thing does grow, you need to be prepared to make adjustments, right? I keep mine two inches above my plants. All times? Uh, all times. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so, the, and the reason, when you said that, I kind of cringe a little bit because we have to be careful because the stronger the light, yeah, the yeah. higher, you know, so it, it can be adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. That's like three or four inches. I don't know. I bet I got a, um, a tape measure somewhere. No, you don't need yeah. to bust out a ruler. We don't need to do this. I'm terrible about that too, though. <laughs> so, so I'm going to say this way, my index finger, that's the, the difference between that's three inches. the top of my light and the seat. So three inches. Yeah. That's about three inches. <laughs> <clears throat> So, I mean, that's the thing, too, is when they start really growing, though. I mean, dude, I've had to come out and like raise my light like every day for a while, especially if we fertilize. Once we give it a fertilizer, it really gets that juice. And it's like, woo, hello, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it starts it'll push like I mean, we were talking about this in the last episode tomatoes yeah yeah it's like they go to a certain point and the next thing you know they're like bam 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 mm-hmm, they just start growing mm-hmm. and that's when we want to be very careful and keep them up and i mean i've woke up in the like the next day and they'll be all jammed up in the lights mm-hmm. and stuff and what'll happen if that if that does happen is one it can shade out the rest of your plants but two it'll burn the leaves yeah so if it's resting on the light and the leaves burn don't freak out it's just because the light was resting on it but, I mean, you want to make sure that they can breathe, too. I just, I know you're looking at me trying to figure out what the hell happened. So, it. I am. It hit me. <laughs> like, it, I, I, I got, I got it. The bug hit me, right? Like, I've been trying to get out of the winter blues. And it's like, yeah, it's just been a chore, you know, starting seeds and everything. It's like, all right, you know, you got to do it. You're going to regret if you don't do it. But your description of, you know, kind of how this thing is going to grow, Man, I'm in it, man. Let's get ready to rumble. 
All right, it's game almost time, there. man. You're almost there. So, I mean, oh, shit. You didn't give the spring countdown. Oh, man. Listen, dazed. My, what's my favorite site? <laughs> Timeanddate.com. Oh, days between dates is my Google search that brings up time and date. So, spring is when? March 20. 20. First, uh-huh. Thank you. Uh, this is, I mean, we're actually at this point talking about like hours away. Uh, so as no, of the, not. yeah, no, right. As of the airing of this episode, we are oh, 32 days away. Almost uh, a month. Almost. We should put it off by a day. Yeah, man. I know. Right. This won't come up until we're actually 30 days away though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's so as you get closer fever. to spring too, you know, as you're listening to this show, you're probably at this point, you're at a perfect time to start your seeds. Some kind of seed can be started, so you're going to be experiencing a lot of this. And when that tomato takes off, you're just going to be good to go. It's right. It's it's good stuff, man. And I just realized Don't you get wrapped up in timeanddate.com, damn it. I am wrapped up Focus. in it. Focus. Yeah. I know you are focused. Because the I first day it. of spring this year is March 20th, which means it's actually 31 days. Anyway, okay, yeah. So um, you're a month out, which is actually a really good point. So, you know, we talk about spring. We talk about first day of summer. You know, we talk about last frost, you know. You know, all of those things mean different things, right? Um, as far as kind of your garden calendar if you will um but i love the idea of spring and the first day of spring being an indicator for me i'm still in my um first like i still have you know frost coming there's still a chance of frost but some of my winter hardy stuff cold tolerant stuff i can make my way outside you know so my next tip is going to be as you're nurturing these plants because now they're real plants right um start watching your calendar and your weather, right? So I'm not talking about like the five-day forecast because everything is still indoors. I'm talking about like your 14-day forecast. So this is more of building a bank of knowledge for you. If you insist on not going to the time and date calendar, which will give you all of this historic information, because it is one of the best sites on the internet, if you don't want to go there and you want to depend on your memory, that's fine. You know, I don't understand you. That's what I do. But that's fine. No, in all seriousness, this is where you're starting to pay attention to those things. Remember when I talked about how someone suggested, oh, you need to track how much sunlight you're getting at a certain time of year and I'm just like no one's going to spend time doing that and then I started paying attention to that and just making a mental note that's all we want to do here for a tip start making a mental note of what your February the 17th weather is like what that forecast is saying for the next couple of weeks and continue to do that as we approach spring yeah because as a gardener we are very in tune to the weather Mm -hmm. so if you're new to gardening over the years you're going to start to know more and more like for me in february it is very common for us to get 80 degree days Mm. you know like i know that at some point we're going to be in the 70s then but we can still get freezing like i know that coming into it and i know that march you know i know my last frost date for example is april 17th i think this year maybe 15th But I also know that we always get a frost like April 20th, like every Mm -hmm. single Mm -hmm. year we'll get like this crazy frost because we've talked at nauseum in past episodes about these frost dates and how they're really percentages Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of a chance of getting a frost date. So generally speaking, your frost dates you get, there's an 80% chance that you're not going to get a frost, but there's still that 20% chance. And I'm telling you every year. Yeah. Every single year we get one. So, you know, that kind of leading up to it, you know, just be be aware that you're going to learn over time and time and date will help you and you'll, you'll start to know patterns and stuff like that. And listen to your local folklore about that, because mm-hmm. a lot of times a lot of those sayings and stuff were true. Yeah. And it even but before it, wait before we go there, go it even ties into like when you've started. So you probably have used some. It feels right that I should be starting this thing. You may have used a calendar. You may have used you know some calculator to say I should start you know my broccoli at this time or my tomatoes at this time. This is where you're kind of almost unconsciously fine tuning that. 
You know, yeah. so you're seeing the size of, especially if this is the first time out, like I knew what tomato plants looked like in the stores. And most times they're like really full plants. But as I watched tomatoes going back to 2020, tomato plants, as an example, grow, right? You're seeing how long it takes to get up to size, if you will. And that's important as it relates to what your weather is like outdoors. Right. <clears throat> So before we go to our recipe, I want to say this. I want to talk about fertilizing very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, if you feel so fit to fertilize, I know that 50% of the show does and 50% doesn't. <laughs> so um, what I like to do is, first of all, my seed starting mix. If you go back and listen to that recipe, it has compost built into it to an extent to help with a natural fertilizer, but it will end up eating it up. So... If you're going to fertilize, use, um, know the difference between organic and synthetic, slow release and non-slow release. And I would recommend using, I'm always going to recommend using an organic fertilizer. So an organic fertilizer will release slowly when it interacts and starts to decompose in the soil. But you want to fertilize lightly. If you're going to use a synthetic fertilizer, note that it feeds that plant the second it hits it and you need to highly dilute it. It is better to give it just a little taste mm -hmm. of fertilizer than a full dose because you will burn and you will kill your plants. And this is where I'm talking about. Once that plant's growing and you kill it, it dies. It is your fault. And this is the number one way that I know people do it because it's getting closer to spring and there's statistics about it. They get closer to spring and they're like, it's got to get bigger. It's got to mm -hmm. get bigger. Let me give it a dose. Yeah. And that plant's just not ready for it. Yeah. So... I recommend an organic fertilizer and a light dose of it. Uh, you can use stuff like fish oil or um, fish fertilizer, which smells. But if you dilute it a lot, I mean, I would take a two liter bottle and put like maybe a teaspoon in. And that's what I do. The smell is not that bad. Or you can use some kind of organic fertilizer. If you use organic granules, it needs to be in contact with the soil so it can begin to decompose. And at that point, when you put that down, it will be about about two weeks before it will actually start to feed because that's how long it takes for it to start to break down. Mm -hmm. So just note that. And I feel that it's important, but some of us don't, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big feeder. I believe in that. I believe in getting them a jump start. And note that once you start feeding them, it's game on. Yeah. They are going to grow. So I'll comment on this, even though I'm not one that's um, diligent about it. Um, I just, I really wish I don't have to. That's really it. You know, it's not that I don't yeah. believe in it. It's just like, you know, can I get away with not doing it? Um, yeah. A lot of what we'll talk about, whether it's water, whether it's fertilizing, even light, think about the difference between that plant and the soil it's sitting in indoors compared to sitting in your garden, whether it's a container outside, if it's an in-ground bed, a raised bed, you know, it doesn't matter. There's going to be more soil right? More airflow, you know, the sun's going to manage that plant differently. Outdoors can compensate from your everyday error as a gardener, right? Yeah. Your indoor seeds that you've started, they don't compensate for some of those mishaps as quickly or as easily, or in some cases at all, right? Mm -hmm. um, right. And so th that's just something to keep in mind. Um, and it's going to take some some missteps and some some fails before you get it. And it doesn't mean that you right. won't ever, you know, you're probably always going to have something that doesn't quite make it and that's fine. Um, but we just want to be able to give you some of the, the tips and tools that can help this journey for you, for me. Yeah. For yeah. I mean, just be careful, but note that, you know, I'm with Batavia. Like I hate that I have to, it, it is kind of a pain, but in the middle of winter and you're just itching to get in your garden going, it's, it's a nice thing to kind of have to sit there and tinker with a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'll just do really light feedings. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to the recipe mm -hmm. and then we're going to come back and we're going to actually talk about hardening off, kind of Good. finish that process mm -hmm. because that's the big part of it. So uh, without further ado, we're going to give you the recipe of the day. Ben, what question do we get asked the most? I would have to say 
It's probably more something like, what are the products we use in our gardens the most? Ding, 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 ding. That's the correct answer. Hey, there's an Amazon link below. When you get over to the Amazon store, know that you're going to be supporting the podcast, but all of the products both Batavia and I have used in our gardens. We want to see you all over on YouTube, so check us out at Backyard Gardens TV to watch our podcasts and other gardening videos. All right, we had a lot to cover in less than 10 minutes, recipe and then wrapping up. So I'm going to get in here, chipotle sweet potatoes. So this is obviously going to be spicy. Um, I'd say if it's family of four, you know, or there's going to be some leftovers, you're going to start with three or four kind of medium to large size potatoes. Um, some people for potatoes, they boil them to soften them because this is going to actually be like a puree. Um, I normally just prick them, clean them up, prick them, and then put them in the oven at about 350 for about 90 minutes. Similar to regular white baked potato, you just want this potato to be soft through and through. Um, Once it's done cooking, take it out. We're going to remove all of the goodness of the sweet potato. So just peel it. Um, You're going to put it in a bowl. We're going to take some of our, and I'm just using it from a can. I don't know, you know, kind of the benefit that some of you all have from what you're growing, but you want that, you know, smallest can of Chipotle chilies. Um, You want them to be in adobo sauce, take about a chili, maybe a chili and a half, depending on how spicy you want it, more clearly spicier, a couple of tablespoons of the sauce as well. You're going to add your potato meat, (laughs) sweet potato meat and the peppers to either a bowl where you can use a hand mixer. You can add it to a food processor. I probably not go with a blender. You just want to be able to fold this in together. Add three or four tablespoons of uh, unsalted butter. So a tablespoon about for each potato. So however many you've used as you have adjusted. A little bit of salt to taste. Take all of that that you've blended together, pureed together, Uh, process together and you're going to put this into a baking dish and put it back in the oven because now you want that mixture to bake leave it uncovered about 30 35 minutes you just want it to set not as thick as you would set cornbread (laughs) it's going to be more uh, casserole looking like Um, and it's going to be a different flavor and taste because some of us did have a good sweet potato harvest some of us still have sweet potatoes from the holidays right we want to use and eat them and enjoy them in a different way chipotle sweet potatoes i say put four chilies in it (laughs) well you know it's just like salt once you go in it's it's no really you're not pulling that back no i know i love chipotles (laughs) so that's one of my goals for this year is i want to make my own chipotles Mm. dry or canned or both I don't know yet. Let's just take baby steps. How's that? Baby steps. (laughs) Yeah. And when you grow chipotles, it ain't chipotles. It's just a jalapeno. So don't let them fool you. (laughs) That being said. So we've gone through everything. We've gone, you know, we focused a lot on your babies, new seeds, getting them started and then kind of getting them up, getting them going. Potting them up is what we didn't cover. So we want to briefly talk about that, too. Yep, and so potting them. Well, we've talked about that in the past. Yeah, but, but it's still a tip. It's important. Cover it off. So cover it off. real quick, um, everything doesn't need to be potted up. If you don't have plans on getting the plant outside and into the garden, and you realize that that plant being gave a great note on it, if you're watering it and it's like dry within hours or the next day, that means that thing probably needs to get into a bigger pot and some additional soil needs to be added in. And so it's, if any of you are... Stats, that means no. Yeah. If any of you all are uh, plant lovers, houseplant lovers, it's the same process. I mean, it's nothing special about how you're going to pot it up. I normally just put my fingers uh, on either side of the stem, turn the the container that I have the plant over in and then put it in a larger container, backfill it with soil. Um, And then obviously you're going to water again at that point. Um, I think what's your guideline? You normally, you're not potting up if you plan on going outside with the plant within two weeks and then how you normally manage it. Yeah. I usually at at minimum two weeks, Mm -hmm. I want them to, cause, and this will dovetail directly into, um, hardening off but yeah if they're going to be in the house for at least 
two weeks, then I will consider potting them up. But a lot of times what I'll do is, or this is how I learned. If I wanted to know what needed to be potted up, I just went to the store and looked at what they sold. And if it was in the six pack, then I didn't pot it up. (laughs) So that was typically how I ran that operation. But yeah, um, it's got to sit in that's because there's no point in potting it up and then moving it right outside. Yeah. Yeah. Another way you could check too, if you're unsure, if the soil is dry enough, you can pull that plant out of the pot. And if you do see a bunch of um, uh, roots wrapped around it, it like it would like some more soil, please and thank you. If you don't see a whole bunch yeah. of roots, because sometimes these plants look big, but they still haven't really developed a bunch of roots, and so they're fine where they are. We're look at lift up the pot and just look on the bottom too. Mm-hmm. If it's coming out yep. of the bottom of the seed cells, and you know, yep. but watering it, like I mean, I've had them where I water them and then they wilt, and then you're like, okay, and then you water them and then they wilt. You water, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, I need to do something. Yeah. And so the reason why I said it goes directly into hardening off, because during that process of hardening off, which is the process of getting your seeds adjusted from their nice, warm electric blanket of 68 to 70 degrees in your house, then you need to ensure that they get ready for the outdoors because it's going to be cooler. It's going to be windier Mm -hmm. and it's going to be the sun is going to be way more harsh. The sun is going to be the equivalent of like hundreds of your grow lights, Mm -hmm. thousands Mm -hmm. of them. So we have to get them adjusted. And we didn't say this and we need to come back around real quick because I brought it up. You need to have some kind of air movement on your plants. And I use fans on mine, little desk fans, because that'll keep them moving when they're in the house and keep and strengthen those stems up. Because if you don't, when you put them out, the first wind that blows, it's going to fall over. So just knowing that. But what we do is you you take the plant, you put it outside. The first day you put it in the shade and then bring it in at night. The second day you give a little bit more sun. You know, I give it like an maybe an hour or two of sun the first day, bring it back in. Mm-hmm. And then the third day, give it three or four hours, bring it back in. The fourth day, you, you keep just stepping up and stepping up and stepping up and you're easing it in and you keep bringing it inside at night until it's really out there for the full day. So my hardening off process can take about a week to a week and a half total. I'm really slow about it because I've had full blown garden started and then I move them outside and boom, I burn them. And I'm like, son of a bitch, you know, you're talking about 12 weeks of work mm-hmm. and you just come back and they're just like charred. Yeah. So, so, and it will burn your plant. It will literally not look like they're on fire, but it will literally discolor them and ruin the leaves. So quick tips for me on that. Thanks for the, the walkthrough. Find a good place to harden them off. Yeah. Right. So before you start pulling plants out, um, time is on your side. Take your time. Right. So don't get rushed. It's easier to pull a plant back in to protect it than it is to pull it out of the garden once you've planted it. You know, if it really wasn't ready for that adjustment. And that's all it really is, is an adjustment because you're pulling it out and bringing it outside likely because it's sizable. Like it's the the plant is the size that it needs to be to go out. Um, And we know that. I mean, clearly, if plants start seedlings start from seeds that grow up from the soil, plants don't need to be huge. It's again all about the whole getting it a head start. But it's a very a a seedling that germinated from um, indoors when you're starting your seeds is very different than a seedling that germinated directly in your garden, right? The strength is different, and even if it's been growing to Ben's point six eight weeks or something inside, um, that thing is still like you know walking around like a newborn baby when it first yep. gets out there, and you need to protect it. So, yeah, and I mean. <clears throat> Part of the reason, too, I said like minimum two weeks before you up pot, and this really goes for like tomatoes and peppers for me and eggplants, too, is during that process of hardening them off, you know, if you go back to the last episode, I, I talk about it like it's almost like having a little container garden. Mm-hmm. You can still at that point leave them outside because a lot of times you're still going to get cool nights. You might want to bring them in and just leave them outside all day. And let them get as much sun as possible. And they're still, they can grow a lot. Yeah. Depending on the size of plant you put in. And you can be putting in a big plant. As long as it doesn't get overly root bound and Mm -hmm. abused, you're good to go, man. So it's just, you know, once I get them outside. So the way I do it is I have 
one corner of my porch up against my house is complete shade mm-hmm. all day. Might get a little bit of dappled sun through the trees or something for a little bit in the morning. They start off there and then I move them three feet forward a day each day. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to the edge of my porch, I start moving them to the left because then they're getting out of into complete sun mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, five, six hours. And then if I'm still not ready, I'll move them out into another place I have in my yard set up where they will get all day sun yeah. and they can grow to it. Cause once you get them out there and they get settled and they get used to it, you're going to see, once again, you're going to, it's going to be like a natural fertilizer mm-hmm, almost. Mm-hmm. Boom. They're just going to start growing cause they're going to be getting a lot more light. Yeah. So keep an eye as a tip, keep an eye on those as I've, um, had seedlings that are being hardened off in May. Like it could be pretty warm. So there's again, same idea. There's not as much soil in that seed starting tray, that sale, that yogurt pot, whatever have you, as it is going to be when you plant that thing. Just make sure that it's not drying out as you're hardening off. Um, so yeah. keep an eye on that. Um, I've lost some plants based on that or had to do more work to try to nurture them back because um, I just yeah. lost track of things. But I do that same thing when it comes to like moving it forward. I have like this little table on my deck um, that basically you can get sun comes through it, but the table has a cover to it. So it's really yeah. uh, it's just enough so I can slide the trays underneath it if I need to. You know, if it's going to be more rain than I really want them to get or something during that couple of weeks process. Um, so you'll you'll learn what works for, you know, around your area for hardening off. Just take your time with it. Mm-hmm. You can't go too slow. That is the key. And remember, if you're hardening stuff off and it's like, oh, shit, it's going to get really cold and you're going to get, let's say you get a two, three day cold snap, but you're you've taken your seed shelf down or Mm -hmm. they're too big and you can't put them on. It's better for the plant not to have any sun for a couple days than to get cold and they will live just fine Mm -hmm. that way. And so I did that last year where I put in 100 plus plants in my house and they got no sun. And that's okay. They yep. will be fine. Yep. It's better to have no sun than no water and too cold. And remember too, when you're putting them out, they are already bigger and they're drinking a lot of water. So they are going to be drying up like Batavia mm-hmm. said, but just remember that they are ready at this point. You feel that if everything was perfect, once they harden enough, you're prepared to put that plant in your garden and it is ready to live. So just it's fully grown at this point as a seedling and it's it's time. And at this point, your seedlings make all of the stores look like assholes because your <laughs> seedlings are amazing. They're bigger and they're stronger. And damn it, they were cheaper. Mm-hmm. And you learned a lot. So mm-hmm. just remember that. Remember when you look at those seedlings. And I would even say this. Go walk around and look at them in the stores and be like, ha ha, fool. My tomato was better than that. <laughs> uh, that actually, Live your best life. You've talked about this, like using what's in the stores as a reference. Last year, I forgot, like, because my peppers went out small. Last year, I forgot, like, how big is big enough? You know, so I was out, I was in the stores looking at their, uh, I said, mm-hmm. I don't, I meant peppers, whatever I did say. And so I'm like, oh shoot, these are fine. Let's get them outside. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen some pretty small ones. I've seen some giant ones. Mm-hmm. So, and just don't, and last thing, because we do need to cut this off. Don't let the plant fruit mm-hmm. while it's being started. So if you have a mm-hmm. tomato and it's taking a really long time, keep it from fruiting because it's going to weaken it. So, That's um, Great you tip. know, and when it, like when you buy a plant, you don't want to buy the one that's got a tomato on it. Yeah, it's you're not going to get tomatoes or peppers or whatever that vegetable is sooner. Don't fall into that trap. No. And actually, I argue that it would be delayed because it will go through more shock when you transplant it. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that. That's your ceilings. At this point, you're ready to plant them out. So. You can take go back to this episode, reference it, um, take some notes, whatever you got to do. I really hope that you have a good journey starting your seeds and you learn a lot and you enjoy being cheap like I do <laughs> and being in more connection with your garden and, um, you know, just have fun. So thank you so much. Thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you to our whole community. Check us out in all our places. Be safe out there. 
have fun. And just remember, we are 32 days away from spring. Let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.